As we were researching the mine polluters, it became pretty obvious about halfway through that there was a whole other film in there because you can't talk about the graphic sexualization in the school system without coming across all the transgenderism. Hey everybody, welcome back to the intersection of faith, family, and filmmaking. You're listening to Fearless with Mark and Amber, a behind the scenes of our filmmaking ministry, Fearless Features, where we are creating movies about the issues impacting our culture and society from a biblical perspective. You can learn more about us and the movies we're making by visiting fearlessfeatures.org. Well, today I have a recent interview we did with Scott Kump over at Bot Radio that we'd like to share with everyone. So let's get to it. Today's program is not suitable for younger listeners, so right now I'm stalling just a little bit to give you a chance to usher smaller ears away from the radio. It is essential for mature listeners, however, to keep informed on today's topic. June is Pride Month, when society expects us to celebrate all kinds of sexual and lifestyle choices that are actually harmful to those who participate. Here in Indiana, it's also just before a bill keeping gender-confused males out of girls' sports is set to become law. Those issues loosely relate to a new film entitled Dysphoria that is currently in development. I'm Scott Kump, and today on Life and Faith Indiana, I'm speaking once again with filmmakers Mark and Amber Archer of Fearless Features as they tell us all about their latest project. Welcome back to you both. Well, thank, thank you, Scott. Glad to be here. And it may actually be a while before we get to talk about Dysphoria because we have so much catching up to do, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. You guys have been busy. Yeah. Okay, just remind people what is Fearless Features? Uh, Fearless Features were a Christ-centered filmmaking ministry creating movies about the issues impacting our culture and society from a biblical perspective. And your first film was called Inwood Drive. Tell us about that. Inwood Drive is about the demise of George Ulrich Klopfer, who was the abortion doctor here in Northeast Indiana. And we interviewed him six or seven months before his death. We actually interviewed him for the film. He speaks for himself in the film and so it's the story of how he was shut down. Yeah. And then originally it was just going to be about the demise of his abortion business. And it was kind of like the ideal model. This is how you, this <laughs> right, is how like you do it. an abortion yeah. free county. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> um, and then you were about to release the film and he passed away. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then they found all the babies in his garage in the trunk of his car, which delayed the release even further. Yep. And then so, you had this thing called COVID that uh, <laughs> shut us down for a while. And so you really had a big delay in getting that one out. Yeah, that yeah. was a challenge. But it is out now mm-hmm. and you've had some screenings and it's available on DVD. By the way, how do I find it? You can go to fearlessfeatures.org is where you can find all of our movies. Now, the last time you were in the studio, you were looking ahead to some screenings for your second film. Mm -hmm. which was called The Mind Polluters. Yes. The Mind Polluters is about the graphic sexualization of our children through the education system. Including the libraries. Including the libraries. Obscenity, yeah. Talks about comprehensive sex ed, what it is, where it came from, social-emotional learning, what it is, where it came from, and what who's pushing this, what their agenda is. There's a lot of examples of this graphic material that are in the film. Mm. And so... We've obviously uh, had a lot of pushback. The film was immediately banned off of Amazon, for example, for offensive content. And (laughs) all of that offensive content is available for purchase on Amazon, but you can't watch a movie about it. (laughs) Well, you haven't had a lot of luck with Amazon anyway, (laughs) and and I don't think anybody's surprised. (laughs) But one of the other topics that is brought up in that film is what they call the obscenity exemptions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And it kind of touches on what you were just saying. I mean, in any other situation, this pornographic material, if you expose children to it, you could be arrested. Right. Unless it's in a school or a library. Right. Right. That's a safe zone to sexualize children is in the public schools and libraries. (laughs) (laughs) And there have been efforts in the state of Indiana and probably will continue to do away with the obscenity exemption in our state. But it hasn't gotten very far so far. Yeah. So every time it's left up to the legislature. So the first time that the bill was put forward to remove Indiana's obscenity exemption, it died on the floor of the Indiana Senate controlled by the Republicans. Hmm. Uh, this past year, it was it moved past the Indiana Senate and got to the House of Representatives. And one step closer. And mm-hmm. Republican leadership refused to hear it. So once again, defeated by the Republicans. So I'm sure that it will be back again. Now getting past Governor Holcomb's desk will be another interesting challenge. So Yeah, and we, we could talk all day about that. <laughs> but in spite of the best efforts of your detractors, this film is getting out there. The film continues to go and grow. And, you know, every time it's screened, there are more people who want to screen it. So we're really excited. And in fact, in June here, um, it will be shown at the Texas GOP state convention. So it's the largest convention in the U.S. for the GOP. And it's going to be shown twice a day, all three days of their state convention in Houston this wow. year. Yeah. And you've got a big following in Texas. Yes. That's something we should talk about. I think when we were last talking, we were looking forward to some specific screenings in Indiana, but you'd mm-hmm. already had some out of state and have had more and are continuing to have more since then. Yeah. And there's a Spanish language version? There is, yeah. The Spanish version, as we're recording this, is just getting completed. It's completely voiced over in Spanish. So first we did just Spanish subtitles, and then we were told by several of our screening partners that screened it with the Spanish subtitles, and they said it's difficult for people to follow because there's so much that you need to pay attention to on the screen, Ah. and you're trying to read And they said it would be so much better if it was actually voiced in Spanish. And so we put out the call. We prayed uh, about it. We asked people for help. And there was actually a donor in Texas who paid Mm. for the whole thing. (laughs) Who has a lot of Spanish speaking employees. And he said, when it's done, I want to show it to all of them. So, yeah, I think the last time we talked, you had were about to complete the Spanish subtitles. So we didn't, at least I didn't at that time know about the Spanish Spanish dubbing that was (laughs) coming up. So this would be on the same DVD, you select the language, or do you have to buy separate DVDs for Spanish versus English? That'll be a completely separate version um, because it's not done yet. We have DVDs that currently have the Spanish and English subtitles with it, but the Spanish version will be completely all Spanish. So the, the case and everything will be Spanish. And so we've had screenings in Indiana. We've had screenings in Texas. Where else? Uh, well, you don't Georgia. have to listen to every state. Just give us 20, some highlights. 20, 21 states. Okay. Let's, let's do that. Well, we're currently setting Nebraska on fire, too. So that's, yes. <laughs> that's we get true. a lot of calls uh, from actually now we're starting to get calls from mainstream liberal media outlets because of what's happening in Nebraska. They keep hearing about the mind polluters. And so they start. We've had several that have tracked us down and asked us for interviews and. It's interesting. So, yeah, Nebraska's on fire. Texas is on fire. It's everywhere. Yeah, Scott Comp talking with Mark and Amber Archer of Fearless Features. We're going to be talking about their newest film, but we're talking about their most recent effort currently. This is an interesting time for 
something like the mind polluters, because kind of what you said across the country, parents are trying to take their school boards back in effect Mm -hmm. and reassert control over what their kids are learning Mm -hmm. and, you know, the indoctrination that's taking place. Yeah. And the communists in charge of the school boards are not interested in giving up power. But, you know, we've noticed in Texas, there are several school districts in Texas that have now been overturned to conservative leadership because of how much parents are being, you know, awakened to all this. And who knows, but that maybe your film would be a tool in that wave. It's an an (laughs) incredible tool. And we get comments, we get people who send us messages all the time, especially Nebraska is a big one. And um, Texas is another big one. And that's why we see state senators and state representatives in Texas. I mean, they're the ones who have the license to screen the films and they're the ones hosting and helping encourage people to come out and engage and understand what's happening. So it is a very powerful tool being used all across the country. So, yeah, the mind polluters, again, like Inwood Drive is also available on DVD at your website. Yep. Fearlessfeatures.org. Okay. So that project, the mind polluters really does closely relate to your next project. The one that is now in development, you're currently in the research and fundraising phase Mm -hmm. for one called dysphoria. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I'll let Mark take that one. Out of the fire and into the forest fire. yeah. Yeah. As we were researching the mind polluters, it became pretty obvious about halfway through that there was a whole other film in there because you can't talk about the graphic sexualization in the school system without coming across all the transgenderism and how that is all tied together with it. It's a bundled deal for the left. And so the transgender movement is, it was a very fringe thing until it started being pushed officially by the education system. And And you say officially because the underpinnings were already there. Right, right. And so there was a very specific time when all this became policy of the U.S. education system. It coincides with the Obama administration, coincidentally, and it has grown rapidly since then. And it's to the point now where we're actually seeing and we've documented cases where the school systems are specifically, and in fact, one of the interviews in The Mind Polluters talks about this, where parents are specifically excluded from this information. So the schools... Why am I not surprised? Exactly. So the schools actually work secretly. Again, it sounds like a conspiracy theory, but it's conspiracy fact. They work secretly against the parents and indoctrinate kids into this transgender nonsense. And then when the parents find out and object and try to, you know, intervene in their own child's lives, the schools then get law enforcement involved and child protective services and label the parents as child abusers and then have legal recourse to remove the child from the home so that they can continue this transgenderism indoctrination and mutilation surgery. So these abusers are the ones who are accusing the parents of a being abusers. abusers. (laughs) Yes. Interesting little twist. So yeah, this is something that has far reaching implications. And again, you're, you're just beginning research phase. I think by the time this airs, you will have completed your first interview Mm -hmm. and we know some of the same people. So 
you might be talking <laughs> to some people I know, but mm-hmm. you know, this is, we're talking about something that's quite harmful and that's something that we'll unpack later, but you guys do not have the backing of a major studio. I mean, you know, I think and, we, we get that all the time. I mean, I actually um, had someone call from New Jersey and I was explaining to her that it's just my husband and I, it's just Mark and I who are making these films. And she paused and she said, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was like, we're a nonprofit. We are 100% donor funded so that we can tell the truth because otherwise, if you start taking corporate money and yeah. investor money, they want to control what you can and can't say. And that's not what the Lord has called us to. The Lord has called us to be bold and to speak truth and let people know what's going on and to share Christ. And that's exactly what we're doing. So as I mentioned, then you're in the beginning of the fundraising yes. stage. And as you mentioned, you are donor funded. Yeah. So what do people need to do? Yeah, you can visit our website at fearlessfeatures.org and um, you can give there online. Um, you can also give by mail to P.O. Box 85061, Fort Wayne, Indiana, 46885. And that's all available on our website. So you can see that there. For those of you just joining us, I'm Scott Kump, and I want to remind people, uh, if you haven't been listening, that today's program is not suitable for younger listeners, but more mature listeners really do need to listen because there's important information that we're talking about. I'm speaking with Mark and Amber Archer this week of Fearless Features. We're talking about their latest film, Dysphoria, which has to do with gender confusion and its promotion, if you will, in the schools, what people call transgender. Perhaps we should unpack that term dysphoria. Well, dysphoria really, it's, there are lots of forms of dysphoria. It's a psychological condition. It's, you know, it basically refers to confusion Mm -hmm. about something. So in this case, you're talking about gender dysphoria, where you're convincing children who are moldable and impressionable that they aren't really the sex that they are. And this goes back Again, if you've watched The Mind Polluters, you know all about Alfred Kinsey. Yes. And one of Alfred Kinsey's disciples, if you will, came about in the mid to late 50s. His name was Dr. John Money. And Dr. Money was the one who, now whether he was the first one to actually coin this term or not is up for debate, but he's the one who took credit for separating biological sex from gender. Ah. And he's the one that started pushing this. And the reason why he gets the credit for it is because he's the one that was then uh, responsible for this being pushed into all of the textbooks. Mm. And we've got samples of these textbooks through the decades. Mm -hmm. You know, it infected the higher education system. So anyone who has gone through any kind of social studies, psychology training, anything like that for the past 50 years knows about Dr. John Money and his famous experiments. And we are talking about the truth of, especially the one that he did that he really staked his career on, the famous twins experiment. If there are people listening who know about the twins experiment and maybe they know about the truth of the the Reamer twins, there were twin boys uh, born in Canada and one of them was seriously injured about eight days after birth, his parents took him in for circumcision and there was an accident. Oh, okay. So they didn't know what to do for their son. And they contacted Dr. John Money because Dr. John Money had been out all over Canadian television talking about 
the idea of nurture versus nature. You're not really born one sex or the other. It's really all about how you're raised. And he had this theory that you could raise a boy as a girl and he would never know the difference. And so this poor baby boy became Dr. John Money's experiment. (laughs) And it wasn't just him. Of course, it was his twin brother, too. And there is such graphic, disgusting stories about what Dr. John Money did to these two boys. And in the end, they both rejected it. And David Reamer was the one who was experimented on and he rejected it and knew from the start that he was a boy. And he ended up living his adult life, what there was of it, as a man got married, raised children. But he and his twin brother ended up committing suicide. Mm as a result of the psychological effects of this notion of you can be any gender you want because they both rejected it. And what they were forced to go through in this made them suicidal. So the real dysphoria happened as a result of pushing this idea of dysphoria on them. Yeah. I've had discussions with our mutual friend, Justine Mercedes, Mm -hmm. and she's put me on to a lot of the details of you know, how these lifestyles and encouraging with these lifestyles and encouraging people to go through gender mutilation surgery. I mean, that increases the chances of things like suicide, Mm -hmm. but the mainstream psychological and psychiatric and medical establishment, I'm guessing, doesn't want to acknowledge that this is actually confusion. So probably the term gender dysphoria is a bit politically incorrect. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, uh, up until a few years ago, it wasn't. Ah. So this is when you talk about the political aspect of it. Yeah, Yeah. there there has been a concerted effort to shut down, censor, you know, silence anyone who up until just a few years ago was just speaking medical fact. And now it's this is all being purged. You can't Mm. even discuss it anymore. And if you do, if you're a doctor and you speak out against this, they'll go after your medical license. So it's wickedness at its core. The medical community is expected to walk in lockstep with this agenda. Now, if I looked at, because I'm basing this on memory, having looked at your website, particularly the webpage that is promoting your third film, Dysphoria, Mm -hmm. if I understood that correctly, it's there are some places where they're trying to claim that the majority of the kids in the classroom in a classroom are trans or that sort of thing. Do I have that right? There was actually a teacher. um, We posted an article. I left a link for it. Um, There was a teacher who claimed that 24th graders out of 32 in her class, she was so excited that they came out to be trans. Hmm. My heart just breaks because I think about you. We have a now fourth grader and I can't even imagine, you know, her coming home to me and say, oh, mom, I'm, I'm really a boy. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not what I I don't send you to school to be taught and confused into this idea that you can be something other than what you are. So, yeah, so it's happening all across America. When you have a situation like that where most of the people in the classroom are saying this or supposedly saying this, that suggests to me not just accommodating people who may have developed these feelings. That sounds more like recruiting. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And there are teachers, especially in the public education system, who basically become overzealous disciples of this. Right. And so, hey, look, I managed to recruit you know, three quarters of my fourth graders to be trans. And there's so many, you know, this supposedly growing number of trans identifying people. I mean, even people like Bill Maher, right, who I don't agree with at all. 
he's a disgusting human being, but even he sees it. Yeah. And he's been talking about it saying, so if you follow the trend in 25 years, we're all going to be trans. Does that make any sense at all? Right. Well, you know, Bill, Bill Moore, not to change the subject, but he's one, if you've listened to him over the years, there's plenty to disagree with him mm. about every once in a while in, in more recent history, I kind of wonder what's going on with him. He's maybe a little bit of a light is going on, but yeah, he's not in our camp in any stretch of the imagination. No. Don't, don't get me wrong. But yeah. when even people on quote unquote, the other side, get it, that's when you know you're dealing with something extreme. Yeah. Well, Bill Maher has spent time with Ken Ham. <laughs> that's strong. Yeah. You know, that's a, that is a strong influence. I guarantee you the time that he spent with somebody like Ken Ham has resonated with him, even though he's a, quote, an avowed atheist. There's no such thing as an atheist. We know that. You can say what you want, but we know from Scripture that it is written on our hearts. We know that God is real. Scott Kump talking with Mark and Amber Archer. A couple more minutes. They are filmmakers behind Fearless Features, which created films we've talked about here. Inwood Drive and the Mind Polluters, their latest film, Dysphoria, is as we speak in the very early development stages, mm-hmm. uh, beginning research, beginning interviews, and fundraising. So if people want to watch any of your previous films, they want to learn more about this film, they want to even fund it, what do they do? Go to fearlessfeatures.org. It's where you can see all of our movies, about our mission, about us, and ways to give. I always hesitate to try to make predictions or ask other people to, but do you anticipate a completion date, screening date, anything like that? We anticipate a completion date. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, next year we've, we set it at next fall, uh, but you know, the Lord is ultimately in charge. So we hope to have it done before then. And this is the difference between having all the money you need to start and starting with just what you've got, right? And so we... So it really, it does depend on on our fundraising capability and yeah. whether or not we can get enough funds to complete it. Right. So if you're when impatient to see this product or to learn more... <laughs> you, <laughs> Please help support. Yeah. There you go. You're, you know, and I think that's the thing. When you donate, we are, we're just local missionaries. Think about missionaries over overseas. You support them to do their job. But we're, we're the same way. We're just local hometown missionaries. And when you donate to us, Christ is always proclaimed through our films. And that's been the most remarkable thing for us, knowing that, especially with the mind polluters, people are hearing the gospel and people who may not, they might be there for the information, what's going on in the schools, but at the end of it, you have the gospel. There's the answer. You know, everything that's plaguing our nation, it's a heart issue. Mm. And we know the only thing that's going to change and get things right is Jesus Christ. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Because... People dealing with gender dysphoria, this confusion, Mm -hmm. men who think they're women, women who think they're men, they're broken people. They are. There's usually a lot of pain that's led up to that point, Mm -hmm. even those who haven't been recruited, which (laughs) is another another topic entirely. But, you know, people going through that confusion. I I know some of them personally. You know some Mm -hmm. of them. And a lot of times we know what led them there. Yes. But that's the point of the gospel is God takes you where you're at. You know, we have these lists in the Bible, you know, these people will not inherit the kingdom of God. And that's what some of you were. Yes. Mm-hmm. You both shared your own redemption stories on this program. Mm-hmm. So that is an, always going to be an important part. We're not taking these stands because we don't like transgender. We know the destruction that's going to come about as a result of accommodating them. And we know a better answer. Right. We love people enough to tell them the truth. So one last time, this film is, again, it's called Dysphoria. It's the third in your 
of your fearless features <laughs> coming yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. um, and probably not the last. Um, Will not be the last. And it's too early to talk about the next project, but I know you already have other things in <laughs> mind. <laughs> so people are just going to have to kind of stay tuned and keep going to your website. Again, they can view the mine polluters. They can view Inwood Drive. They can support dysphoria. They can contact you. You also have a podcast. Right, a mm -hmm. weekly podcast every Tuesday. And so for any and all of that, what do they do? Go to fearlessfeatures.org. Again, my guests today have been filmmakers Mark and Amber Archer of Fearless Features. Thank you both for joining us today. Thank you, Scott, Thank you, Scott. for having Scott. us. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you, friends, for sticking around to the end, and we will join you again next Tuesday. Tuesday.